Welcome back to the show, Chris Sam and Travis Terrell. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy to be here. It's the second hour of what's known as an award-winning show. Oh. At least around my house, everybody. What award? Uh, the uh, <coughs> Still Dead by Dan Caesar. Ah. Mm-hmm. Award. Journalistic integrity? Something of the sorts. Uh, we were talking All-Star Game. <sighs> All kinds of fun things. Last hour, we got to Make It Racist this hour. Other things to get to that are extremely important, like Gardner continuing to talk about his steak during the break. He had a big dinner last night, and he's well, yeah. a mashed potato boy. I am a mashed potato boy. Ah, well, you know, not as much as a cobbler boy. Tro- top three sides, go. Um, that I do at home often? That you enjoy. I really like squash. Oh? What do you uh, think of that, Trev? I've never had squash. Yeah, you have. Have I? <laughs> Chris says I've had squash. Apparently, I've had squash. Yeah. I think a pasta salad is always a strong move. I like pasta salad. Yeah. The decadence you live in. <laughs> you do live a decadent life. Mm. A decad- I don't live a decadent life. You do. You live very decadent. I live in a one bedroom apartment. Yeah, in Central Islam. Fancy pants. Mm. And you got your own little bar. Must be nice. You got your own little per- personal transportation. My scooter? And among other things, and the bus, you have you have a driver, don't you? I, well, technically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. decadent, oh. decadent, uh, okay. decadent, 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 decadent. Okay, that's more like it. Um, quick question: You've got some links up here. Yeah. What's this doomsday clock story from NBC oh, News? Oh, they adjusted the doomsday clock yesterday. One hundred seconds that? till midnight, boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Doomsday clock has been on a, um, um, I think we kind of, we've had our moments, at least through social media over the last year, I think, where people have declared that. We're <laughs> What's happening? We're we're I don't understand it. It's the idea that we're closer to the end of the world. Like, that's how much time we have left? Well, it's not actual, but it's it's symbolic. It's to show that based on what we've done to the country, to the planet, to ourselves, uh, all things considered, this is how close we are to the end of time. So that's what it's, it's more symbolic than anything else. But it's to assert that if we don't do a better job of taking care of our planet, if we don't do a better job at ending these wars and stopping famine and poverty, that we're going to find ourselves right up against midnight. And that's going to be it for us. Um, and there have been some oh, well. studies that have recently been reported about, uh, again, what we are doing to our ozone layer and what we're doing to our oceans and how that is having a, a direct effect on a lot of things that we're going to take for granted, like our food supply and our water supply. So, yeah, you folks can sit up here and go, oh, ho, 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 it's just nothing but big money hoax. Who are you talking to? I'm just saying in general, people who believe that oh. this whole climate change is a big money hoax. Um, get your life right, bro, because we're 100 seconds to midnight. By the way, a great band name. I think you're you're thinking of 30 seconds to Mars, aren't you? I think that's what it was. And but 100 then, seconds to midnight still pretty good. That's a pretty badass, pretty badass band name, right? You'll go see that band. Man, you go see 100 seconds to midnight. Oh, they're going to be at the Loofest. I don't think they'll be at Loofest. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be something. 
The doomsday clock is a symbol that represents the likelihood of a man-made global catastrophe. We're knocking on the door. And for what? Pride. For sweet release. Pride, man. Get it together, world. Is it that important that you live in? That yacht? Is it important that you, you have your mansions? Do you do your part? I do. What I do you do? I recycle. <laughs> what do you recycle? I recycle my belongings. <laughs> like other people's belongings? Like that scarf came from someone else? Is that what you mean? This scarf is actually made from leaves outside my house. <laughs> Where what was that? Tree? Huh? Has it got a tag on it? Uh, no. What kind of tree? It doesn't? No. It's a, it was a, a, a cotton a scarf tree. A cotton tree. Cotton tree. Okay, okay it's, got, it's, got a, it's got one. It's got one. It's got a tag. I oh, think. This is what happened. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Hmm. No, it doesn't. So there, I'm good. See? Don't lie. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, so it is Blue Nero. Made in New York, of course. Uh, no, sorry, made in China. Uh, reshape dry flat. Do not bleach. Hand wash. New podcast. Reading tags. Reading tags. <laughs> <laughs> What's your big priority going into the uh, the election? Because climate change is on the top Ooh. of a lot of people's list. No, I'm asking because climate change is a <laughs> what's a what's your what's your, what's your thing? Whoever, what's your, tw- whoever tweets the least. Ah. It's okay. It's not bad. Healthcare. What do I stand Healthcare on? for you? So, oh, it's, it's been healthcare for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a uh, student loan debt, really, that's huge. That'd be great to actually be able to go out and buy Maybe I'm being you, selfish. But do you think he's uh, actually going to wipe out student debt if Bernie gets elected, do you? So I think Bernie. I don't think that's possible. You know who's going to pay for it? Wall Street. That's true. Mexico. <laughs> Uh, that one's working out well. Mexico, you may have got out of that wall, Bill. <laughs> I've seen this. Like, if I say you're going to pay for something, I'm going to win. I still like taking the idea of the wall along the southern border and turning it into a, a wind, wind farm. farm. I think it's freaking genius, honestly. I think while we're at it, I think it's freaking genius. Why the hell not? It just makes me smile. Why a wind farm in such a sunny area? Do a solar, solar wall. You can do both. Can do there both. you go. Let's do both. A windy solar wall. A windy solar wall. That's right. We, we got to get well, this. Well, they're both technically solar energy. I guess they're categorized the same way. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That would be so dope. How funny would that be? Like, first day, President Andrew Yang. <laughs> I feel like if I just say it enough, okay. it could happen. Uh-huh. President Andrew Yang would be dope, though. I ain't going to even lie. You're just on that thousand dollars a month thing, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, Any, whatever will help you out. Who wouldn't like a thousand dollars a month? I mean, I would. And I'll use it. That I, I mean, why not? I'll imagine that will do for families. You want to take a thousand dollars a month? Take a thousand dollars a day, actually. Oh well, that's <laughs> preposterous. That's how I negotiate? Tell you what, no, go make it thousand dollars a day. Now we're talking. That's three hundred and sixty-five thousand. Does you get a leap year in there? Probably. Sixty-four thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah, that'll work. Okay. Could you live on that? <laughs> I can make that work. I can definitely make that work. You'd go bankrupt, still, wouldn't you? You don't know about some <laughs> shit. You up here yelling about those athletes that go bankrupt somehow, and you know you would be that guy. 
Yeah, I, I've said it before. Like, I wish I could sit up here and say that I would be a responsible person with my money if I was a professional athlete. But if I don't have anybody in my life or if I didn't know anything about financial literacy, I wouldn't know. Absolutely. I can yeah. absolutely see myself uh, blowing through all that money. You can't. Like, yeah, that's I, I honestly. Where would it I, go? I feel terrible for the. Oh, man, it would go into. Man, it would absolutely go into cars. Cars and probably. Oh, cars. cars and. The cars in the house. I buy a really stupid, expensive house, and I would have bought a probably two really expensive cars. And I'm saying I'm I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that to be ignorant. I'm saying if I'm these kids, if you took Travis at the age of eighteen, nineteen, yeah, and put him in the in the pros, there's no doubt I would be broke right now. Will these cars, uh, since you brought it up, will these cars hurt the climate? Probably. Would your use of your house hurt the climate? I mean, considering that we know that some of these wealthy neighborhoods that they leave a very deep carbon footprint. Yes, absolutely. I just turned into the person. You flying on a private jet? Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That oh, I, you know, I I get it, man. I I don't. That's why I get scared a lot of times for these guys. I get, I get scared for guys like Zion Williamson. I get scared for even the guys like Joe Burrow. Like these th- guys are coming from situations that they didn't. I mean, you dream and you work your ass off to get there, but once you do. I mean, it's very easy to say, oh, I'm going to be this with my money. Now, I've heard some really great stories about Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, though, grew up in a household. And his mother was a, a very good, notable attorney. Like, So she probably re- realized early on that, okay, if my son becomes this, let's go ahead and create a plan for him. He doesn't even spend his salary, uh, from what I understand it. Like, he doesn't, I don't think he's even spent any, at least that's what the report said in Forbes. He hasn't spent $1 of his NBA contract yet. So, what does uh, he spend? Endorsement money? I think he just uses endorsement money basically to pay for his oh, lifestyle. How, uh, however, does he get by on that? I mean, but I'm just no, saying. No, that's super smart. You that's hear kind like of like what Gronkowski, Gronkowski did. Yeah, yeah it's Gronkowski did. Yeah, his whole and, career, right? And Marshawn Lynch did something similar along the way. Marshawn Ooh. Lynch didn't spend one paycheck, at least according to him. Um, and he's on anything but Skittles. On, and once he got the Skittles deal, I mean, there was no need to even touch that NFL contract again. <laughs> he got that Skittles money. Got that Skittles <laughs> money. It's a whole new ball. <laughs> Have you seen that Skittles commercial where it's the dude? Milking the, the, giraffe. the giraffe. That's fucking mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. That is pretty good. But no, I uh, <laughs> I can't. No, I already know that 19-year-old Travis would have, shit. How can you not? I didn't even ride a dirt bike, and I would have had some kind of crazy dirt bike. I've yeah. never rode a dirt bike, I'd and upgra- I would have had one. I'd upgrade my scooter. Okay. I'd get the next level above. Your dreams depress me. Why? That's not like you should aspire. For more. Get good, move up to a golf cart, yeah, an all-terrain vehicle, a mm. fan boat, something. What if I still took the bus? Ooh, and every man. I'd still try to take the bus. It's all fun and games. They get decapitated on a. On what? On a long ride on the bus. That's uh, that's mega bus. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's only where people. Get yeah, I didn't say I'd take mega bus. Yeah. Mega bus. Oh, how's that not been done yet? I don't know how that hasn't been done yet. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I really, uh, yeah, I empathize with these kids when they get to this, but that's a lot of pressure. Like, you have to, like, and again, these kids are, trust me, I feel like they're smarter than we ever were when we were at their age. However, the pressure is just so immense. Like, we were joking, some friends and I were just joking about, like, remember we were doing mama jokes in school, and mm-hmm. guys were sensitive about mama jokes. So now imagine in this age where you can literally pull up your mama on your phone and see your mama's IG history. Uh-oh. You know what I'm saying? So now mama jokes times 10. That's what I'm saying. 
it's not easy. It cannot be easy being a 16, 17, or 18-year-old child right now. Like, it just cannot. Like, there are things we would just do. Like, you liked a girl that you and your homeboys knew, and y'all knew it because, you know, you talked about it on your way home from school. Now you like a girl. It's all over Facebook. It's all over Twitter. Everybody tick, tick, on TikToking it. Instagramming it, snapping in their stories. So it's just, it's a Twitting lot. It. It's a lot. I've, man, it's, it's, it's a lot of things that these kids have to endure that I don't know if we could have handled at their age. And I mean, you got all that pressure, and then you get an opportunity to make a ton of money and stunt on our Instagram. You're an 18 year old baller. You get the stunt on the IG. Man, that's, that's hard. That's what hard to say, it? though. What were you reacting to, Chris, the other day about? Someone, I think, replied with TikTok. There was something about the apocalypse being live-streamed. Was it Dylan's tweet? Oh, uh, Dylan Paladino said what... Um, here, I'll pull it up. He said what uh, social media platform would the end of the world be streamed on or whatever. Because he was mentioning like Disney Plus and Netflix. Uh-huh. Here, I'll pull it. Or something. Got it. And you so, went with LiveLeak, I yeah. think. Oh, yeah. LiveLeak would be it. Chris is exactly right. Everything's on Live League. That shouldn't be on Live League. Yeah. Good God. I don't know why Live League exists. It is yeah. It is truly, oh, sweet mercy of God, help us. Bad news. It's yeah. like one of those, you got to gotta be prepared to yeah. venture there. Yeah. Like, oh. like if you take a shot oh. at, I did I did it before. I went to the 4chan, oh. and I was like, oh, I was. I should have been better prepared. No, for there are parts of the internet mm. that I'm okay saying, I won't venture. Should I start going to the QAnon stuff? Mm, nope. No, 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 no. Don't need that at all. I did. I, I did want to ask you guys about this though. Um, we we have had former head writers of SNL on our like broadcast. Like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not specifically like me, but Colin Joseph had taken the time to to spend a few minutes with us, uh, and it's his co-host that I came upon an article about him, and I wanted mm-hmm. to get you guys' thoughts on it. Michael Che, of course, current head writer of Saturday Night Live, who co-hosts. A weekend update with Colin Joe's um, co-anchors. Co-anchors. They've been doing it very well, actually. I actually enjoy the tandem very, very much. Very smart, funny guys. Uh, but this gentleman by the name of Jack Allison, uh, I guess he used to be a former writer on Jimmy Kimmel, and he uh, decided to write this article for the outline about Michael Che and Michael Che's constant and weirdly monthly abuse of him online according to jack allison he made a comment about snl sucking he chastised their uh, open writer submission process and in doing so michael che came after him making fun of him on instagram apparently michael che uh, according to this man and other people who contributed to the story has a history of going after critics of SNL and not just going after them, but like physically showing up at their comedy sets throughout New York to not necessarily antagonize. They say he, he doesn't come up to them, uh, but he's there uh, for them, if you will, uh, according to the people in the story. I'm just reading it how cool. it is. Cool. So he's an audience member. I have no problem with that. Yeah. So, uh, but it's an interesting read because it attacks that Michael Che and people of his caliber uh, shouldn't punch down. In the sense that this, I'm going off the guy's argument. This is what the guy Jack Allison said because of his platform, because of who he is, because of his followers, that he's asserting that by Michael Che coming after him because of his critique of SNL, it's Michael Che punching down. And it's something that Michael Che apparently does not only to 
uh, male comedians, but female comedians, female comedians chimed into the thread on Twitter saying, yeah, Michael Che has done this before to people who have criticized the show or have criticized people on the show. Now, I saw what the guy Jack Allison, he's been a critic of SNL, and everyone can be a critic of SNL. Who isn't these days? And he, he kind of made some very mean, someone recently made some very mean-spirited, snarky comments about Colin Jost. Essentially, the title of the article was, Why Everyone Still Hates Colin Jost. And it was a very snarky, jealousy. nasty. It, it came off like professional jealousy, but it was, it was very mean. It wasn't, and it wasn't a, a, a critique of Colin Jost, the comedian. It was almost more of a critique of Colin Jost, the human being. Mm. And a lot of people were like, mm, that's... Do they know him well? They don't. And that's why people were like, and well, these then, were just through stories. It's through so same type of... you don't know him. Right. And you're, you're, go, you're going off on a guy who um, is smart. He's a smart Number guy. One. Yeah, and, and it basically... He's engaged to Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Never heard of her. Mm-hmm. But it kind of felt like, yeah, it felt like okay. this is what SNL is. SNL, all they want to do is get the Harvard boys in and let them come in. And that's what the, the overall oh, okay. arching point was them trying to paint this broad bush that Colin Jones represents this Harvard crowd that only SNL writers have. And very interesting to say the least um but I mean, there's a, michael I mean, chase there's up. a joke about that sure and, and there is and there and people have made that joke and they've been funny. they did it on 30 rock yes and i and but i think uh and then too but when it got to again like the more personal aspects of colin joe's that's when michael che being a friend being a co-worker decided to come to his defense and so i don't have a problem with any of that honestly i don't have a problem with i mean not short of i, I mean i don't at least Short of physically going up to someone, I have a problem with Michael Che defending himself or his. The, I need the, to read the article. The company he works for, and yeah, yeah, I would so, engage. So I would Jack suggest Jack Allison. That what's his title? Jack Allison. He used to work for Jimmy Kimmel. It looks like he's left okay. the industry. Live uh, but from New worked, York. It's Michael Che's weird fixation with me. All caps. My feud with Saturday Night Live head writer has lasted several months. All because I said his show was unfunny. Fuck you. You said it. You know, deal with it. Well, that was my thing. And and again, I want everyone to take the time to read I don't know if it's down, but you should, like, if you do have a platform with a lot of followers, you should understand there's a responsibility. Yeah, don't don't tweet out where the guy is and to throw food at him. But yeah. if, you, if you show up places and, like, just let people know, hey, I'm around... He hasn't physically a- attacked anyone or anything. Come no. on, of I'm gonna I mean, read. It. I want. I need no, to read it. And just, he's trying to intimidate. I, I, think, intimidate. I think it is an intimidation. Lucky doesn't whoop your ass. Just sit there. Why would he whip his ass? I though? think it is an intimidation. Feels like it. I don't know. Sometimes there's consequences for saying things to people. Yeah, I think that's Mike, an elevation. That's it would be unnecessary. I, I, I agree. But, yeah. but I'm saying had that. But that happens though. Right. And I'm just like, you're gonna write it. This seems like an attention grab, but I will read it. Like it, it, whooping his ass for saying that would be that would be weird. Fucking weird. stupid. That would be very stupid. <laughs> I don't, and I don't think Michael Che. And again, that's for stupid people. And worse not, has happened with less. Is all I said. Absolutely. Yeah, and I fair. agree with you one thousand yeah. percent that yeah. that would be very dumb. And I think I don't. I like I said. I don't know Michael Che personally either. I'm a fan. I would of just Michael go che. sit there in the audience and not laugh. That would be my. And, and I, you know, you know, I look. <laughs> I, I am. I don't, I don't want to sound like a Michael J. Defender, but just being, just looking at it from what I've read it, my point of view, is that, yes, it does look like Michael J. is going out of his way. However, I think that once you decided to attack someone, not necessarily on their craft, but them as a person, I think I'm within my right to then defend that person and myself. Yeah. Uh, now, if you want to critique the show, 
critique the show. And like I said, I think everyone at some point has critiqued SNL to death. I and I get it. it. It does seem from what I've been told so far, what you've said, that Michael Chase seems a little sensitive. He seems like a sensitive, yeah, and I and he probably is. And However, that's, and that's someone could be someone's personality. And, and I could be their personality. You're a cobbler boy. He's a sensitive yeah. boy. And I think he reserves the right to be sensitive in this instance. I think if he, if someone is attacking something that he thinks is more personal than craft, and I think he's within his right, to defend himself. I think one just yelling that SNL sucks and that, you know, just throwing haymakers, especially when you were in the industry. And I think that's what Che's issue was. It wasn't just a fan just throwing, you know, Molotovs. It was someone within the industry who knows the pressures that go along with putting together live television. So that's where I get it from with Che, because he says that a lot on his Twitter page. Have an opinion but be leery of over-criticizing people in the industry because it's such a, whether you believe it or not, such a still relatively small community. You're likely to cross paths with these people at some point, and it can come off as unprofessional, especially when you get into the personal attacks. It's one thing when you're just like, yeah, I just didn't like this project you put up. All right, that shit happens all the time. It's another thing with, well, that motherfucker wasn't drinking so damn much, he wouldn't have put out a shitty project. Now you're getting a little bit, whoa. Okay. Oh, he went is to Harvard. That's why I just get. I don't know if that's fair for us to determine whether or not it's true. Or why not? not? I because I we don't know people's situation. Well, what if I do? And then that's another situation. Okay. But nine out of ten times, people don't know each other's situation. So what started all this? Was I, it, I think was it, 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 was, it was. It was. No? No, it was. It uh, was. Uh, it was. Uh, this happened this past summer. I recall that um, when it all basically kind of boiled over. But essentially, well, what I'm trying to think is like, was anything personal said that got it? going or did, was it simply a critique of the show that it was a critique going? of the snl it was a, it was a critique of the you show let me show you yeah 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 it was a critique it was generally kind of a critique of the show and the from critique of the words. snl submission process from his words well, and, that's and, fine. and this is fine though. What a, he in the standard he said standard language anything he said there was something added we're talking about snl's process right so yeah. when you do that he found it odd which yeah i do too that SNL has a new thing that included a unique cause that if you do use a Twitter handle as like your social media thing, so whatever, so basically what you sign up for, it absolves SNL of theft if they use an idea similar to yours and don't pick you or work with you, right? That's a clause that's in there. It's pretty standard. But then it also, this guy's saying, it also, if you, in their, in their write-up, it says if you include a social media handle, they can also use any of your tweets without being accused of theft or whatever social media you're using. So he thought it was, you know, shitty that they were saying that they get to cherry pick feeds of anyone who submits, even though they don't pay them or whatever. So he says he made a nasty post about it, saying that um, I didn't tag the show nor mention any of its employees by name, but within 15 minutes, Michael Che found my post, reposted it to his Instagram story. Over the screenshot was a big block of white text reading, LOL, the shit worry about. I think you'll be fine, man. And he followed up with a screenshot of a DM from a follower asking who uh, Allison was, to which Che responded, he's one of those bearded white guys with glasses that hates SNL. Not much about his personal life on there, but I'm sure it's awesome. Um, and a guy in a tweet, Jack Allison, said when he accompanied these screenshots from the submission process, anyway, everyone go apply to work on the worst show on TV so they can steal all your tweets. Michael Che felt a way about that, used his social media platform to call the guy out. Mm -hmm. That should just been the end of it. And so I don't know. So yeah, now, yeah, because I don't have a problem with the critique. I don't have a problem with the critique, and I don't have a problem with the did, response. There, there was no nothing personal. 
Um, yeah, he didn't go after Che or anyone personal on the show, but he but said he says anyone. It's a year long now, so who knows? But I'm interested. I'm going to read this whole thing. I'm going to read it. There you go. You going to do your research? I'll do my research. I know. I, I, and the only reason why I brought it up because I, I know we talk about we have a, uh, a great platform where we discuss the craft with a lot of really great comedians. And of course, my question that I always go up to oh, how's that social media handling? How's that working out for you? Uh, so I just thought this was a perfect mix of those worlds. And, and I'm not necessarily in a position to choose sides because, uh, frankly, to, if I may take a page out of Gartner's book, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I no, am fascinated. You, you, you will care. You'll, I am you'll fasc- take whoever would but no, but I, I But no, here's the thing is, the, to, I, for a person who's done the submission process for SNL and done submission process for other things, yes, there is that kind of fine print that does indeed exist. And I would obviously suggest any writer or any professional that or wants to get into the industry that is going to submit to these things, that they read it and understand that, you know, what you are giving up. Um, but I think that's, that's his, the language wasn't anything exceptional outside of what entertainment companies are doing today. So I thought for me, from my, from my personal experience, it felt like you were picking on SNL and you found that thing that was, and then you made a deal out of it. And then adding that it's the worst show. If it's the worst fucking show, then shut the fuck up about it and move the fuck on. Why do you care what the submission process is? That's where I came from, because I don't think that type of language he knows as a writer, that language exists in majority of Universal has to do it. NBC has to do it. These other companies, Nickelodeon, et cetera, put that language in there for a reason. So to single out SNL seems petty to me. You clearly don't like the show. So he was going in looking for the one thing that he probably knew existed from being in the industry to start. And his exactly. argument, Again, and then get to what his real point exactly. was. Exactly. And, and, that, and that's fine. That's an agenda. Yeah. Yes. He yes. had an agenda. Thank you. And that's all it was. It, it reminds me I of... I buy uh, that because it's not simple-minded thinking. There's he, a, a few layers to it, but... And he may admit to that in the article. He's starting... I've, I've looked at it. He's starting to say, here's why I don't like it, and I have a gr- an axe to grind, maybe. Um, it, you know what it sounds like, though? This used to be my favorite thing. If you work in, like, a big office, and then they're doing, like, a picture day or something like that for the website or something... You have like kind of like twenty-five-year-olds, or it's, I'm picking on younger people. Either way, people come in and you have to sign a form that says, you know, your likeness is okay to be right, used right. for your company. And people are like, I don't know. I'm like, your likeness is worth nothing. Right. And <laughs> please don't act like you need an agent or something of that. Maybe it feels like that's how Michael Che felt. Whenever you're like, dude. You submit to 500 things, and they all do this. Right, you'll be okay. And not only that, he makes the point. Even he makes the point himself in his own article, where he talks about it's a it's a graduating spot. When you get on SNL, it's not necessarily the work you do on SNL. It's that you work on SNL that ultimately opens up multiple doors for you throughout the industry. And so, to that point, I I. <laughs> I don't, I don't, so what are we critiquing here? Are we critiquing the content or are we critiquing that where SNL's place in the industry? It sounds like he has an issue with SNL's place in the industry. And I can understand that. But my thing is, like, but that's the, the, that boilerplate type of language exists everywhere. And, and most, especially if you are a non-connected, you don't have an agent, writer. If you're a writer trying to get your foot through the door, it's almost like, Hey man, you're gonna have to take the internship where they're paying you, if you're lucky, eight dollars an hour, and you're probably gonna have to get the call. It's part of the process. 
or you cannot choose to go through the process. Right. You can choose not to go through SNL. You create can go through a, a, create a sketch, a create yourself. a sketch show, exactly, and, and, and see how far it goes. So and, and so to so again, and it may indeed now sound like I'm a Michael Chain defender, but the fact of the matter is, when it gets down to it, the mediums that exist now, you don't necessarily need SNL. Some people do, but you have the choice. And so for I, I think we got we've gotten to the mindset we just have to we have to shit on everything. We don't have to shit on everything. We can oh. just sit up here and say, oh, okay, yeah, I, that wouldn't interest me as a writer. Move on. I, I think saying, oh, yeah, by the way, so just apply for the worst show ever so they can steal your ideas. You were looking. You were, you were looking to attack SNL. You clearly have made it your thing to attack SNL. At least allow that to be a part of your disclosure. Full disclosure, I fucking can't stand SNL. Yeah. Just say that first. and then maybe, I he can does, go, maybe he does in the article. I don't know. I mean, he finished his tweet off with "It's the worst TV show," so I think he's—it's very clear where he stands on it. But. I can think of a couple. Just, I can think of a couple worse than Saturday Night Live. Look, I'm not saying that there is one TV show worse than Saturday Night Live. That's worse than Saturday Night Live. I, don't, I mean, I think Saturday Night Live is fine for no, what no, it no. is. No, no, no. Name one TV show that you think is less than to Saturday less Night Live. Than, as far as like content, it's funny and it snapped. Like a shitty show. <laughs> Name one show. What's that show on TV with uh, ridiculousness on MTV? When they show the videos and the clips. Rob Deerdeck. Yeah. Uh, that was on somewhere I was at the other day. It was like people like almost blowing their foot yeah. off. And so I'm like, I'm eating. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's worse than SNL. <laughs> but no, but, Rob but I, and I think, God. and I think, and Robin we talked, we talked about this even here at the comedy scene in St. Louis. It, we know it's hard. So if your comedian knows it's very difficult to get into a room or get far in the industry, why are you shitting on other comedians? So my thing is, if you know the pressures Attention. that come along with being a, a live television writer, why are you going out of your way to shit on other TV writers? Stop that shit. Just say you don't like something and move on. But for people to just go into a dissertation on why they hate something when you've worked it, that's fucked up to me. Hmm. I, don't, I don't care for that, Chris. Okay. Stop yelling. <laughs> But you know what I don't care for, Chris? No. <laughs> I'll tell you what I really don't care for. Racism. Uh-huh. I, I don't care for it one bit. And I care to awaken you to the racism that takes place in our world. It's time for mm-hmm. Make mm-hmm. It Racist! Can they still see me? <laughs> I'm addressing the white elephant in the room. I'm breaking down Who's the that, barriers that guy of race by assimilation. He's got a whole video series, so that's all he does. That is racist as hell. Mm-hmm. It's raining little white women. The guy that walks around, women walks up to people and goes like this. That ain't the whitest thing a white man has ever whited in his life. You do not have to say African American. Just say black. Oh, well, in that case, you know what word I miss? Colored. Oh. Oh. Don't raise it. Don't let the liberal media tell you how to think and feel. If you have hate in your heart, let it out. I'm racist as hell. <laughs> deserved. It's the segment where I enlighten all of you white people to the racism that is currently surrounding you every day. Let's make it racist. Gentlemen, what do you have for me today? What can I set the record straight for? Oh, I think it's uh, high time that uh, you assess Gritty, the Philadelphia Flyers mascot. You can't make him racist. He's loved and... uh, 
pseudo scared by all. Yeah, I think we just figured out the other day that this entire time, this maniacal, crazy, drug-riddled mascot was black. And I'm very upset that it's apparently taken a lawsuit to bring this to everyone's attention. Gritty the other day apparently was at a season ticket holder event. Mm -hmm. And one of the children of the season ticket holders, I guess, went up and tried to tap old Gritty on the top of his head. You don't tap Gritty him in his hair. Gritty didn't like that. Mm -mm. And Gritty smacked the shit out of a child. Good. And now they're suing. But we now know that the entire time that Gritty was black, because you don't ever touch the head mm. of someone that's black. And you sure as hell get smacked upside your head if you do. Why don't you touch the head? Because people don't like, black people don't like it when you touch the hair. We don't care for it. Get your dirty hands out my hair. So Gritty, expressing his blackness, hmm. is now being chastised. He was beloved in Philadelphia. But now that he smacked one child, folks turning on him. Typical Philadelphia racist. You know what? Oh, no. Gritty, you're racist as hell. No, that doesn't make any sense. That, that is a lot. That dude. is racist as hell. I was wondering how this was going to end. Yeah. Route 66 of long roads to take to get yeah. to that point. How about NHL All-Star Weekend? No. Oh, uh, God damn it, Gardner. Oh, man. By the way, we'll be giving away two tickets to... Uh, we gave away two tickets to uh, Fanfare at Union Station, courtesy of the St. Louis Blues. So you better not find anything too racist. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Leotis Hockey. No, <laughs> don't, don't patronize me, sir. Jameel Hockey. Don't We're going to have your NHL All-Star Weekend the same week as MLK Day. <laughs> They've been to so many black schools. They've been working hey, hard this y'all week. Y'all so disrespectful, man. You ain't got one person. You ain't got one person from the King family and then drop the puck. Black puck, nonetheless. NHL All-Star Weekend. You're questionable as hell. That is racist as hell. Look. Oh, or that. Or that. Um, I find it funny that you went that route because I could have said anything and it, like it could have been a week later and you would have been, you're going to do this the same month as MLK? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. You can really, you can do this the same year? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's an interesting I, argument there. Uh, Travis, um, another thing that we're dealing with, there's a lot of fog. Can't, can't make fog racist. Mm. Listen, that ain't fog. That's gun smoke over our community. Oh, God. Because we haven't taken the time to address gun control in this country. And I think the reason being is because the white man has no problem with the gun smoke over our communities because then that way they don't have to see our problems. They have fog not only in their reality but in their minds and in their hearts. Fogs, you racist as hell. That is racist as hell. We saw what the fog did to that young basketball player in Kansas. Mm -hmm. oh. See that fog oh, got yeah. to him? See what Donald turned him into a ah, demon? See? He's in Fog Allen Field. Mm -hmm. There it is. That is racist as hell. Thank you. Yell Hollander would like to raise a point. The NHL has an entire team named for the King family, Travis. I do have a lot of And their main color is black. It is also true. 
Didn't think about that, did you? I got a little purple in that too. A little shout oh, out to yeah. Prince. <laughs> think that's for Prince? I think that's what it was. Yeah, oh, I didn't oh, realize okay. that. Uh, you can't make brunch raises. No way. It's been it's been co-opted by black women. Man, we've been late to breakfast our entire fucking generation. We've been late all the time. We eat breakfast, motherfuckers like, damn, man, you just got up. No, dog, I'm getting me some pre-lunch. Pre-lunch? But it's still time for breakfast. I know it's my first meal of the day. I'm just getting my brunch on. Boom, blacks created it. But now look at what white America has done. They've taken that from us. Dummy brunch? They've, they've overpriced the, the waffles. They've now added champagne to my orange juice. <laughs> I've been poaching eggs since the 70s. What's all this fruit on my plate? Mm. What is this? Let me tell you about Demetrius Belgian hyphen waffle. Thank you. Brunch, you a bitch. Oh. And you're racist as hell. That is racist as hell. I love brunch. You know, appropriate us getting late for breakfast and turning it into a whole little genre. What's your favorite brunch spot? Ooh, Crafted has a really good brunch. Okay. It, it gets they get you good and drunk. Don't go. Don't get better than Evangelines to me. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Okay. Granite Seriously. City Brewery has one too. Uh, Granite City what? Granite City Brewery. They have one as well out on Squire Olive. It's on Olive. Olive, yeah. And uh, Squire still does theirs. I've done theirs. Well, there's not. They're not bad at all. They're very good as well. But these are uh, these are all very good spots. Here. Oh, man. oh yeah. Oh shit, turn. I usually get. Uh, oh, turns brunch is ridiculous. Their breakfast wrap once a week. Normally on a Sunday morning, I get it. Turn, turn. If, if I'm doing work, that's if I'm not going to brunch with the grandparents at Evangelist. I know also turn got. Boy, they got some fine women that be coming up. Okay. What you say? All you guys got cameras. Cameras? I was, I was looking around. I just did oh. a, a brick oh, cameling. Oh. oh, this is a good time for me to talk about my good friend Tyreek Camera. Okay. Tyreek. Uh, Tyreek Camera. A lot of people don't know this. Tyreek Camera actually invented the camera in 1996. 96? 96 is when he invented the camera. Uh, and there were no photographs before that? No. Nah, drawings mostly. Huh. Um, that's how we basically, that's how we found out that they tore down the Berlin Wall. Like, oh, y'all see that picture? Sketches. On the other day, and Tyree camera, uh, basically he photographed. Actually, the first thing he photographed uh, was uh, a police shooting. Uh, uh -huh. Police took uh, his. It, 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 it wasn't called a camera at the time. <laughs> you realized it as you were saying it. He took a photo device. <laughs> you were like this. Police officer was like, get that photo device out of here. He's like, mm. it's not a photo device, sir. I call it a camera. Uh -huh. And he's like, police officer, you don't get the fuck out of here, camera. I'm going to be done with you. And they beat him up and they put him in jail forever. And we never heard from Tyreek Camera. Uh, but so we created it in his honor. It never so, happened. So we salute you, Tyreek Camera. Cameras, you racist as hell. That is racist as hell! Is he alive or no? We don't know. That's the mystery. Oh, that seems some like a pretty big one. You some would people say know. every time you take a picture, Tyreek cameras in the background. Oh, what's what's he doing? Should he be there? I don't know. Maybe his soul is trapped. Well, is it like him physically? Is he just going around? Metaphysically. Or... Yeah. Gotta look closer next time we take a picture. 
Look closely. You'll see Tyreek Cameron on the What background. does he look like so I know what to do? And, uh, God bless if you know what he... Is there, is there, I mean, shockingly, are there no photos of him? It's like the ring. If you see Tyreek Cameron on your phone, on your camera, seven days, boom, oh. gone. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, it would be helpful just to know kind of what he looks like so I can look for that yeah. in the photo description. Would the, okay, put it this way. If he committed a crime, would the paper omit his race? That's probably okay. <laughs> we get a suspect description. I knew exactly oh, this is a guy, this is six foot or so. Can you describe his race, sir? Why would I? Why? why? Well, we need to know what the Not in the paper. Like. Nope, nope, nope. Okay. Ron this Finger's throwing down for the fish and chips at square one. I don't like fish, is the problem. Could be an issue if you went to a fish and chips yeah. <laughs> thing. I've tried. It just doesn't take. Mm. I try it about once a year now. Travis's mimosa talk has me thirsty for one. I have the OJ, but no champagne. Anyone know if I can put white wine in my soda stream? Mm. Classy. It's a black sheep. I think so. Hmm. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. You probably want something a little sparkling, though. Sparkling. Yeah, it's been decided. My favorite is whenever people sit around and drink mimosas all day, and then like they get like the, the sugar takes them out before mm. the booze does. People sugar. start feeling like lightheaded and stuff. Yeah, I'm like, well, you sugar. drank like a bag of sugar. Yeah, yeah I would drink screwdrivers constantly. Uh, I know you've had 18 screwdrivers. How did I even do that? I don't know. Just a thought just makes me. That's what this good. gas pain is in my, right below my, my xiphoid process. Oh, okay. I have to go to a brunch birthday party this weekend. Oh, is that is that part of the NHL All Star Weekend? <laughs> is that how you're celebrating? Where's it at? In your community? Yeah. Where's it at? I don't know, actually. You just know. I just know I have to go to one. How's it going to turn out? I don't know. What do you drink at brunch? I'm a coffee guy. I'm still on my coffee. I'm in my coffee. Mm. and uh, That's awesome. a choice you got to make. Like, if I, I can't do like two Bloody Marys and then go on about my day. I have to go ahead and say, there's nothing that's going to get done the rest of the day because I'm not going to now drink for the rest of the day. I used to, I used to get on these benders. That he's, would last. He's six years sober, folks. That would last <coughs> four days. Okay. And I'm 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 talking a bender, <laughs> where okay. when you wake up, you're going too. So it's not like um, no settling in. It's not like yeah. wake up. Oh, that's crazy. Here you're we not, go you're again. You're not eating a you whole lot. You just roll right into it. Yeah, we're up. Hey, and but like some of the drinking sessions would go overnight, and I would go. <laughs> with a friend of mine, and we would go all night drinking and then realize, oh, it's like 7 in the morning. What are we going to do now? All right. So then we would go over to um, Wildflower in the Central West End. Oh, nice. Uh, I'll take a screwdriver and a shot of bourbon. Uh, You know, he would get something or whatever. So then we (laughs) we would go there for an hour. And then it would like be eight o'clock, and then the, the people there would be like, "All right, guys, we got our uh, customers coming in now. It's time for you guys to go." <laughs> you get you got shooed along. We would have to leave at a certain point when they started getting busy because they they knew us, they know us, yeah, and they know what we had been doing all night right. and what state we were in. So we would get about an hour in, 
And then, you know, it was nap time for a little bit, and then you wake up and do it all over again. Now, those were... That, that's that's a bender. Never. Like, I hear people talk about benders, and I'm like, what do you mean, bender? Like, do you mean... Like, because if you're not getting up and drinking, that's not a bender. You're just going out drinking after work. Even though you've drank three nights in a row, that's not a bender. Benders are constant. Are benders also an emotional state? <sighs> Well, in a way, but you're trying probably to get rid of some feeling. Gotcha. That's why I would drink a lot. Gotcha. Just to not feel. Really? Yeah. That's crazy, man. Well, you just wanted to feel, you wanted to not feel to feel better. Isn't that weird? It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah, that's a vicious cycle. It is. It is. <laughs> I've had someone, this is, here, I'll, I'll give you this real quick. I've had someone who I've noticed getting down a certain path right i won't say anything about do we really want to talk about travis while he's right here i know but they've come to me like not personally but we've just been like it's just been us or whatever wherever we are at a time and we've chatted for a bit who's talked to me about it some and i've talked to them about it because they've been pointing things out to me i can't tell Mm mm-hmm if they're seeking more advice for me or seeking help in a way. And that's what I'm trying to figure out mm. with someone right now. I think because of the, because they're approaching me and asking me certain <coughs> questions. I think they are. Yeah. It sounds like a, it sounds like a, a roundabout way of asking so for help. About I getting sober? Maybe. Or handling the situation. Yeah. And so like I haven't gone completely all in on it yet, but I've, what I do is, and this is why I try try not to be preachy right. with anyone, is I say, here's my experiences. Right. Here's why I reacted the way I did and right. what I did. Right. And this is why it worked for me. Right. I won't say that that's going to work for. I don't believe in systems or formulas to. I agree. I'm with to you. To fix someone with something like that, and especially coming from you, like you are not yeah. in a position to AA try wasn't to... going to work for me right because of a higher power issue there sure like that's not what i believe i i don't believe that so it wasn't i wasn't going to be able to follow their steps right because i didn't believe what they were selling right. me to begin with which is probably a lot but, of reasons uh, why for some other people, people that who struggle with it yeah too. yeah and that's the thing is like that's why i don't believe in the formulas but it was just weird to me lately the person has said several things yeah. to me and has been down a certain path, and I've seen it. Right. Um, I don't judge that. Right. I. And this is funny too. I get a little annoyed by it because I get anxiety from that now. Yeah, that makes sense. But I've put myself in a situation where I'm hanging out at a bar with that, so I just leave. Right. I'm not going to tell anyone what to do. Right. I. I just won't be involved. Right. As part of it. Right. But you know, like Travis's dad, you just leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out. In my life. Been a while. If I need to do anything or not, so that's something that's been on my mind a little bit. No, that should be a fun weekend. I know, right? <laughs> no, it has to be incredibly anxiety filling. Seriously, yeah. yeah. No, I can uh, just because yeah. I'm trying to decipher what someone because yeah. you when you start asking certain questions, there's a reason yeah. you're asking certain questions. No, absolutely, and it's yeah. When you're when you I, yeah, I think he also <laughs> yeah. It sounds like he's trying to tap into your experience, mm-hmm. try to get a general and maybe the best way to, for me to handle it is just continuing to reinforce here's why and why not to say just stop doing or you know like i'm that's not an approach i agree with or think is beneficial or i'm comfortable with really right. mm-hmm. um 
Yeah, the whole make someone do X, Y, and Z, that person kind of has to get to a point where they're just like, okay, I can't keep going down these paths. Mm-hmm. I, you know, so now it sounds as if he's like, I'm, I'm looking for a, a little bit of a light preserve. I'm looking around, trying to see, not that he's trying to hang on to you. It sounds as if he's say, saying to himself, yeah, I would like to know what are my options. I think what happens there, it's not only that asking the questions and searching for it, but what you're searching for in reality to me is a reason. Yes, absolutely. Find, I agree. find me one clear purpose as to, to why I should do stop. it. Yes. That and then that you're allowed to focus in. You can focus in on that and use that as a motivational tool at that point. And maybe that's where it is right now. It takes those and you, moments, and you got to find yeah. that reason. Yeah, that's true. That it's reason not is something huge. you can tell someone necessarily. And that's even a reasoning that even people in life who are not going through those type of trials would want to need uh, need to know. Like, you're what, wondering what, what, at times. Yeah. What? Yeah. What is your? What is your reason why? Mm-hmm. What is your why? Oh, that's a good question. What is your why, Chris? Mm-hmm. What is your why, Chris? You. What? Uh, to not die. Hey, wait, what Because I hell? fear death. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Then avoid it at all costs. Mm-hmm. Good talk, everybody. Uh, big thanks to Have a good uh, weekend. <laughs> all, of our, all of our sponsors, everybody for supporting the show. Hope everybody has a wonderful NHL All-Star Weekend right here in St. Louis. For Travis, for Gardner, everybody else, we're back live Monday at 8 a.m. See you then. Peace.